Now, I was under the impression that this was, and I've labored under this impression basically since I've been here, that this was one of those that popped up the way so many of them did. We see them on town squares all over the South around the turn of the previous century. But as we say, this one predates that by a number of years. And you're telling me it's different in a lot of ways. That's right, Tim. So a lot of the Civil War monuments that we are seeing pulled down around the country are tied to what was called the Lost Cause Movement. Um, it was an effort to partially reframe the Civil War, um, but also in many cases assert uh, that African Americans weren't welcome in the public sphere. So uh, you would put a Civil War memorial uh, in the middle of your town square as a, as a sign, sometimes by the KKK, uh, of their power. Uh, however, this one is a bit different because this one was put up um, within uh, only a, a couple years at the end of the Civil War, likely by people that were still mourning or or that were still recently uh, memorializing their dead. Yeah, 1872, which would have been seven years after Appomattox. Yeah. And so, yeah, within yeah. obviously the lifetimes of people who, who would have lost uh, fathers and sons and brothers and husbands uh, fighting in the war. Now, it, it was, uh, I gather, and I'm reading Lee Shearer's article on this right now, uh, mm-hmm. it opened or unveiled a great fanfare uh, June 3rd of 1872 uh, near City Hall, near where City Hall is now. It's moved a few times over the years. That's right. And while I don't know the exact locations, I know that in speaking to folks that are local history buffs, people like Milton Leathers and others, uh, yeah, it's had a variety of locations, including, uh, as you said, uh, right next to City Hall. And, of course, its current location. Do we know when it, it was moved there? I'm afraid I don't. But moved there at some point, obviously, after 1872, after a couple of there, you almost wonder if we ought not put wheels on it. Because to this point, as an official conversation, Tommy Valentine, historic Athens, mm-hmm. nobody sure. is talking about destroying it. We're not talking about throwing a chain around it and dragging it down and beating it to rubble. We're talking about, and there are reasons we're talking about it this way, and we'll get to those, but we're talking about mm-hmm. moving it, relocating it. Uh, and that speaks to state law, which I, I'm going to grossly oversimplify here, but the State law essentially says you can't destroy it and you can't put it in a warehouse. It has to be, if you are going to move it, remove it, it has to be displayed someplace where it can still be seen. That's right. State law clarifies that uh, unless it has been previously in a museum or in a cemetery, it can't be moved to that location now. Um, And if it is in a place of prominent visibility, uh, it must be moved again to a place of prominent visibility. And so uh, if I understood what you just said there correctly, and that's new to me, uh, we could not, as some suggest, uh, without some degree of legal difficulty, move it into Oconee Hill Cemetery. A lot of people have looked at that place as a good landing spot for it. If I understood right. what you just said correctly, we, we couldn't necessarily at least easily do that. That, that seems to be the case so far. The, the charge from the mayor's office, uh, as we heard the other night, was to direct the city attorney's office to... Uh, and the manager's office to examine how to move it. And at this point, cemeteries and monuments, it would seem to be difficult. Now, it may be that there's a, a, a visible location near there uh, because our local Coney Hill Cemetery does feature an area dedicated to Confederate patriots. Uh, we, we've seen in the response online to this decision an overwhelmingly consen- or overwhelming consensus that that would be the most appropriate place for it. Um, but it remains to be seen whether or not that location can be secured. 
Could it be placed, and I, I know I realize I'm asking you to play lawyer here. We have a county attorney who's going to look into all of this, but it occurs to me to wonder, could it be placed on private property? Could I put it in my front yard if I wanted to? Uh, you know, that's an excellent question. You know, one thing that comes to mind, although it was moved certainly quite some time ago, but, you know, the Athens famous Iron Horse, uh, you know, was was is now sitting on private land and, uh, you know, for safekeeping. And so certainly, yeah, you, you see things like that happen, uh, but I'm not sure whether state law would encourage or permit it. Tommy Valentine, director of Historic Athens. I should have done this at the outset. Let's back up and talk about Historic Athens. Again, folks remember the Athens-Clark Heritage Foundation. This uh, has morphed into, I guess, maybe the way to say that. Tell us about Historic Athens. Who are you folks and what do you do? Sure, yeah. So we are a 52-year-old 501c3 nonprofit that operates in the Athens area. For those of you that drive down Prince Avenue, we are based in the old fire hall, old fire hall number two, uh, right over by the Wendy's. Um, And uh, for 52 years now, we've worked to celebrate and conserve community heritage in Athens, Georgia. Uh, Sometimes that means historic preservation of buildings, places, or even a monument like this. Sometimes it means uh, pushing for historic districts or doing public programming that increases the education that uh, exists locally about historic objects or historic subjects. Uh, and to bring it back where we started here with Tommy Valentine, Historic Athens, uh, it's interesting as we speak, and you've made this point, that a lot of these Confederate monuments are endangered all across the country. As we mm-hmm. sit here this morning, the plan is, if it hasn't happened already, to take down that Robert E. Lee statue up there in Richmond, Virginia. Iconic, that thing up there for a number of years. Now, th- there there are those statues, and, and there are the, the, the ones that are so ubiquitous across the South, as we say, uh, mm-hmm. the the Confederate soldiers standing guard over the town square. That, that's, that's almost a cliche. So many small towns have that. Now, just looking at the monument we have downtown, it, it's different in design than that one. It doesn't look like all the others. That's right. You know, we uh, uh, just short, uh, a short walk from this monument, there's the Elijah Clark Monument. Elijah Clark, of course, the namesake of Clark County, a Revolutionary War soldier, um, also an obelisk like this. And it's possible that that drew some design inspiration or that uh, that might have influenced the creation of this one. So it, it is distinct. Now, uh, one way it's the same is that uh, it does reference, uh, make reference not only to the Confe- Confederate cause, but it does specifically indicate that the cause was a noble one. And that's where some of the controversy gets drawn, is that it's not just a memorial to the, the Confederate dead. For those that object to its placement, they're seeing this as a... Uh, public declaration that the Confederate cause was a noble one. Uh, that, and that phrasing, that word, that specific word is actually on the monument, that word noble. Th- that's right. And as you can imagine, there is a great diversity of opinion. We have, just as an organization, hundreds of members who we've been hearing from, some of which have been reaching out to us about this for years. Uh, but last uh, two nights ago when the announcement was made at the Mayor and Commission meeting, we did make a public post that's received more engagement than any post we've ever made. Mm. Uh, at this point, we, and uh, according to the insights we're seeing across platforms, as many as uh, 750,000 people have seen the post, about 150,000 people have engaged with the post in some way. So clearly, folks are really uh, tied to this issue. They have uh, strong opinions about this issue. But as you alluded to, if anything, there's a consensus 
it should be moved, um, both amongst people that really honor what the uh, memorial stands for or folks who do not. Uh, there's, as you um, played through in, in Russell's uh, and Commissioner Edwards' uh, comments, there's a sense that its current location is neither safe for the public nor for the monument itself, that we've seen in some communities guerrilla actions to pull down the monuments, uh, sometimes with just chains in a truck or something like that. And in those cases, that, that results in the destruction of the historic monument. Um, also, because these are proving to be flashpoint locations uh, for things like public rallies that have resulted in violence, there's a sense that the location where it is in the public square on a public road uh, could pose a serious health threat for the Athens public. You know, and I'm not trying to drag you onto one side or the other of the discussion here, but that just occurs to me as a, as a, as a dubious place to go in terms of phrasing the argument. It, 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 mm. I started to say almost. It isn't almost. It is extortion. If you don't do mm. what we want you to do, if you don't move this monument, we'll destroy it ourselves. I, I don't know, and this is me here, I don't know that we ought to be conducting our affairs that way. Yeah, I think I think it is certainly a difficult argument. Uh, what I've been interested in is comments like, uh, you know, we, I've received one comment, and it was one of our earliest comments on the post, from a gentleman who uh, declared he had a proud Southern heritage, that his great-grandfather had fought in the Confederate Army, um, but that he thought it would have a more appropriate location in a County Hill Cemetery. So I think folks that are trying to determine its best setting in today's uh, era or maybe best setting for the context of what it is, that's probably an easier pill to swallow for some folks than the idea of being extorted. Um, at the same time, though, for the folks that do honor the memorial and what it stands for, who might have a heritage tied to folks that you know fought and died in the Confederate army as part of the civil war they don't want to see it destroyed to rubble they don't want to see it pulled down and so the idea that it could be in better safekeeping somewhere else is convincing to a lot of people and by the way the the argument that it cannot be moved flies in the face of the actual fact that it has been moved that's right yeah we're not talking about moving it from its first location this is something that's moved three times i'll also point out you know when we talk about the legality of can it be moved what we're seeing with municipalities across the state is they're taking things into their hands and moving them and asking for forgiveness, not permission. Mm. You know, the, fa- the very fact that it can't be moved is tied to something that many of your listeners, I'm sure, are familiar with, which is state preemption law, this idea that the state prevents local municipalities like Athens from making certain decisions on their own. You know, not surprisingly, whether regardless of political affiliation, conservative, uh, left or otherwise, most folks who live in a city feel like the city should be able to make its own decision. And so what we're seeing is many cities across the South move these things anyway and kind of thumb their nose at the state government and say, are you really going to hold us to this? Tommy Valentine, Director of Historic Anthems, again, talking about the mayor's call to have that Confederate monument moved uh, to another spot somewhere uh, other than where it sits now in front of the Arts Broad Street downtown. A listener pointing out, I mean, who's, who's this? Don is hitting me with this. He said, you know, as, as we're talking about these Civil War era monuments, you have an actual mm-hmm. Civil War relic that sits in front of City Hall, the, the famous double barrel cannon. For those That's not right. familiar with the history there, was developed by a man actually in Oconee County, 
I think, uh, maybe a doctor or mm-hmm. some such. The idea was, uh, and I guess it sounded better in concept than it proved to be in practice, <laughs> uh, the double-barrel yeah. cannon, you would uh, load the cannons with the balls and put a chain uh, to connect the balls, and the idea is you'd fire them off, and, and they would go out and just mow down the opposition, mow down those damn Yankee soldiers. Uh, the problem yeah. is uh, in the firing. You could not get the cannons to fire simultaneously the thing just spun around and I, I think the only casualties came from the people who actually tried to test fire the thing so it was never used and it sits there as this monument uh, th- that was a confederate weapon had it worked would have killed northern soldiers who were fighting to liberate slaves uh, th- the argument being made Don asking the question what about that thing well you know it, that that uh, artifact has a really great history you've brought up I, I've always heard various stories about it's disastrous first firing. I think I've heard the only casualty was a, a cow, if I'm correct. <laughs> but um, the, uh, uh, it is actually, you know, uh, currently pointed at the north still. And so that, that always is an interesting topic of conversation. Uh, however, you know, fascinating fact about that, it disappeared for years. Uh, so uh, it at some point disappeared from the public square. Um, there is a lot of rumor as to uh, where it went. Maybe one of your listeners knows where it went, but it disappeared for some time and then was brought back. And so it sits in its current location after mysteriously reappearing. So yeah, that's a that's a fascinating object uh, from that era. You would not have, Tommy Valentine, you wouldn't have the job you have if you didn't have, as I have, a great affinity for history. What do you say to those who say that this is an effort at whitewashing and erasing history? I think if we were talking about reducing it to rubble or if we were talking about its permanent destruction, uh, it's, it's easier to, to have that worry. I think what we're trying to decide here is where is its safest location for it and the public, its most appropriate location for it and the public. Uh, and that's not a perfect discussion. We're never going to make a perfect decision on that. Um, I'm reminded years ago of uh, visiting South Korea um, I'm a UGA student, and uh, or was a UGA student, and visited as part of my studies. And, you know, if, if you visit a museum of a culture that's as old as South Korea, <laughs> uh, a, a culture hopefully that Athens will have as long a tradition one day, you know, you visit their museums, they, they have monuments that are related to various eras of their history. And I think that it's likely that this monument will join those ranks somewhere in Athens. Uh, I, I do predict that it's likely that what we're hearing now does happen. It does seem like it'll be moved from its current location. Do you, as and we'll let you go on this one, Tommy Valentine. It, sure. It, uh, this is at, at this moment, uh, from the mayor to the county attorney, it's a legal question. At some point, does historic Athens get a seat at the table, or do you want one? I, I think that, you know, we, we enjoy the relationship we have with our local elected officials, and we certainly aren't afraid to pick up the phone and give them a call. Right now, we're trying to make sure we listen to the public so that we can be of of use as much as possible. So, you know, if your listeners have passionate opinions on this subject, uh, they can visit any of our social media channels, um, Historic Athens. They can email me directly, Tommy at historicathens.com. We'd love to hear from them, and we'll definitely be passing those uh, words of feedback and and passion on to the Marin Commission. And the website down there, historicathens.com, that is simple enough. Tommy Valentine, good information. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you so much for having me 